0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long.
1: And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to uh, spend some time today to give you a legislative update from Washington and also in Columbus. And we're going to go over some uh, bills that are currently pending in Washington. And, of course, the radical leftist agenda is on the march as the Democrats hold control of both the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. And you may be asking, what's the holdup uh, as we're all waiting for uh, uh, with bated breath or yeah, actually holding our breath, as it were, as to this actual... Uh, very concerning legislation, whether it's H.R. 1 or H.R. 5, the Equality Act, and you're wondering exactly what's happening. Well, we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, but before we do, I want to read to you a scripture from Psalm 11 in verse 3. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And right now it seems as if the enemy is shooting at all the foundations of our society and of our pillars of our Judean Christian worldview as a country, what we were founded on from our uh, beginning as a country, and it seems as if the enemy is shooting at uh, the foundations of marriage, the foundations of uh, the family, the foundations of the Church, and yes, the foundations basically of the genders, of uh, male and female created he them. Uh, God created us in, in in His image and created us male and female, and yet we see the overturning of that by those who want to re-engineer through social experiment uh, the genders in our society, even in our school children. And uh, this what is happening right now with H.R. 5, the so-called Equality Act. Last week on Capitol Hill in the U.S. Senate uh, Judiciary Committee, as H.R. 5, the so-called Equality Act, which is the LGBTQ Special Rights Bill, this is a comprehensive bill that will encompass uh, all the um, civil rights code uh, in statute, in federal law. And so it's very dangerous. It's a threat to religious liberty. It's a threat to the privacy rights of women and children. It will allow men of the, uh, to go into the restroom of their choice uh, in, in locker rooms, showers, athletic programs. Uh, this is in uh, basically in elementary, middle school, and high school and colleges and in society itself, and there's a great alarm about this. Women's sports itself will be turned on its ear with this uh, so-called re-engineering or social re-engineering with transgenders entering into women's athletics. Here's an exchange with Senator Ted Cruz and one of the witnesses on the Judiciary Committee asking what exactly would happen to women's sports as we currently know them if H.R. 5, the so-called Equality Act, was to pass. Let's go to Senator Cruz.
2: You know, it is striking and it's revealing that when Senator Grassley asked for an additional witness to be added to this panel, Kathy Mitchell, who was the mother of a student athlete harmed by the policies of the Equality Act, the Democratic majority refused. They didn't want the American people to hear from Kathy Mitchell, to hear about the unfairness to little girls having girls' sports destroyed because of the radical policies of today's Democrats. Ms. Shire, in your judgment, what are the risks to young girls and to young women if this bill is passed?
3: Well, it will end women's sports and all those girls who dreamed of going out of the team will take a look at the risks to their health, to their body, to their safety, and the incredibly long shot of ever succeeding and they won't
2: bother. So Ms. Shire, Tell, tell this committee and tell America how it will end women's sports. You know, as, as I said that, my friend Chairman Durbin glared over and disagreed and, 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 and uh, no doubt viewed that as partisan hyperbole. So let me ask you as an expert, Why would this bill end women's sports?
3: Well, take the sport of deadlifting, Olympic deadlifting. So the the record for the male uh, in deadlifting is about 1,100 pounds he can lift. The record for the female, best, this is the best female deadlifter in the world, the greatest record, is around 600 pounds so you see how many athletes you're eliminating it means that the fastest girl runner never makes it to the olympics she never makes it to the team in the state of connecticut 13 out of 14 championships of titles in 2019 were taken by just two high school boys biological boys
2: so pause and reflect i mean that that is, is amazing you just told this committee in connecticut 13 out of 14 titles in girls' sports and track were taken by two biological boys, which means biological girls, their sports are eliminated.
3: Yes, and those biological boys who had competed in the past on boys' teams had no standout achievements on, their boys te- on the boys' teams.
2: You know, I have to say, as the father of two young girls, that girls' sports has had a profound impact in their lives. Our youngest girl, Catherine, play softball. Every Sunday I'm out on the softball field with her at practice. And the discipline, the teamwork, the camaraderie, the competitiveness that girls' sports teaches is effectively destroyed from this bill. Ms. Hassan, let me ask you, what are the consequences for pastors and churches and individuals expressing either free speech or religious liberty if this radical bill becomes law?
4: One of the problems is that under the Equality Act, It sends the message that to affirm biological reality, the difference between males and females, that that's bigotry, that that's discrimination. And there are many religious congregations that hold that as a matter of faith. So here we are, that that's going to be now redefined as something that to hold that belief.
2: So, Ms. Hassan, you're saying if I say boys are different from girls, that I could be sued in the private workplace just as an individual citizen?
4: I, I think we're opening up that risk.
1: Well,
2: that is Senator Ted
1: Cruz last week in the Senate Judiciary Committee in exchange with the witnesses. And as you heard, uh, Senator Durbin, who is the chairman of the committee, Democrat uh, from Illinois, a liberal, would not allow for the mother of a uh, competing athlete, uh, a, a girl who who's basically been um, discriminated against because Uh, She, uh, these boys have entered into her sport, and uh, this has basically kept her from the scholarships that were going to send her to college because she was leading in her sport until the transgender boy, that means a boy, uh, pretending to be a girl, uh, basically went into the women's athletics and into that sport, and the school system allowed it because they didn't want to discriminate and then uh, basically took away her scholarship. This is real damages in real time, folks. Here's another point. Again, we're talking about the Equality Act, the so-called Equality Act. This is what the radical left is pushing in Washington. Again, if you haven't been paying attention, it has already passed the U.S. House of Representatives. It is in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, now, Senator Schumer cannot get it over the finish line. We're going to talk about that. Not yet, but folks, you need to be praying and again, what we, do, we led the program with, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, we need to be praying. Jesus said in Luke 18 that men ought always to pray and not to faint. This is not a day for uh, drawing back. This is not a day for fainting. This is a day that we hold the line, and that we pray, and that we intercede, and that, you know, God will do miraculous things. And so right now, the enemy, the evil in Washington, is not able to get their acts and deeds done, and there's a reason for that. There is a few that are holding the line, and we're going to talk about that, because the filibuster is preventing them from getting H.R. 1, the federal elections bill, across the line. That's H.R. 1. That shows you it's number one because it's their top priority it would all but guarantee there's never a Republican president ever in our country. If that was the past, it would be a Democratic wish list across the land in all 50 states allowing for all kinds of, bail of vote har- ballot harvesting and open voting and with uh, felons and criminals voting and, uh, you know, basic illegals voting. And, you, you know, again, there would be no election integrity whatsoever if H.R. 1 was to become a reality. We had uh, experts on from the Heritage Foundation to talk about that, but back with the Equality Act, what's happening with that? Well, this will affect your church. This will affect your community. This isn't something happening afar off in some other place in a big city, folks. This will be the law of the land. The Equality Act would severely erode religious liberty, listen to this, the Equality Act expressly exempts itself from the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, that's RIFA. And by the way, the courts have been quoting RIFA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, that was passed uh, into law, actually signed by Bill Clinton, that uh, basically upholds religious uh, freedom and the First Amendment. Now, the courts have been quoting instead of the First Amendment, uh, for religious liberty. They've been quoting RIFA, the federal law in recent uh, time when uh, there is a uh, challenge in the court on religious faith. And so this would exempt this law from being under the scrutiny of RIFA. Listen to this, the Equalities Act's expansion of public accommodation could require churches and houses of worship to violate their uh, deeply held religious beliefs regarding how they use their facilities. It changes the, uh, to employment law would prohibit some houses of worship from ensuring their clergy and employees abide by their doctrines or beliefs about marriage, sexual behavior, and the distinction between the sexes. You just heard Senator uh, Cruz was asking the witness, so if I believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, could I be sued? And she said yes. Federal aid could be denied to students attending faith-based institutions. Unless those institutions abandon policies and practices reflecting their ser- sincerely held uh, religious beliefs about marriage and sexuality, also the Equality Act shamefully attempts to usurp civil rights movement's history and legacy. In no way are one sexual conduct and inclinations equivalent to skin color. This is what they're trying to do: is piggyback off. Well, we're a discriminated group. Well, it's. That's a sexual preference and practice. It's not what you're born with. Suggesting or implying as much diminishes the hard-fought gains of this movement, the civil rights movement, in, in other words. Indeed, scientific evidence shows that sexual orientation is quite fluid and that gender identity is not fixed. But if the Equality Act becomes law, its backers may use the courts to force the ideas into public school curriculum around the country. Indeed. The idea that these notions are equivalent to skin color is false, and failure to recognize this falsehood only harms all affected. The Equality Act mandates an anti-life, anti-family, and anti-faith agenda upon all Americans. Again, we urge you to call your two U.S. Senators here in Ohio, but also call Senator Joe Machen and call Senator Schumer Uh, Let me give you the numbers for Senator Sherrod Brown. And actually, he's a a co-sponsor of the Equality Act in the Senate. You say, well, why do we call him? Because he needs to know that as one of his constituents, you disagree with him. Be polite, but be firm. We ask you to call 202-224-2315. Senator Portman has already indicated through his staff that he is not supporting H.R. 5, the Equality Act. And this is his number as well, 202 224 3353. And again, those numbers are for Sherrod Brown, 202 224 2315. And Senator uh, uh, Senator Portman's number is 202 224 3353. And again, you can get this information on our website at ohioca.org. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the other side. some thoughts about hr1 and what why is the democrats being held up from pushing this radical agenda over we're going to talk about that just a minute don't go away Okay, and we're talking about uh, H.R. 1, the so-called, basically, the federal elections bill that is being pushed in Washington by the Democrats. Uh, And again, this is heading to the Senate. And uh, the details of this is on our website. Uh, The bill would force states to adopt universal mail-in ballots. Early voting same-day voter registration, online voter registration, and automatic voter registration for any individual listed in state and federal government databases, such as the Department of Voter Vehicles and Welfare Offices ensuring duplicate registrations and that millions of illegal immigrants are quickly registered to vote. Folks, you need to call your senator also to tell them to vote no on H.R. 1, H.R. 5. And let's go to a clip from last week when we interviewed Congressman Bill Johnson, who gave this the heads up on this. And here's what he had to say about H.R. 1, the federal elections bill.
6: They're not going to miss an opportunity, Chris. They're not going to miss an opportunity to advance their radical left agenda and fundamentally change the culture in America—they're not going to miss this opportunity. And God help us if the few Democrats who understand the importance of the filibuster, the 60-vote cloture rule—if they don't stand their ground, can you imagine what's going to happen? HR5 gets through, HR1 gets through, and when you combine that with what uh, what the Biden administration has already done with immigration in opening up our borders to illegal immigrants, to drugs, to human trafficking, to, uh, to criminals and terrorists. I mean, we've already caught four known terrorist watch list people trying to come across our border, and that's just the ones that we have found. Without that filibuster, can you imagine how much of this is going to become law? And it's going to be devastating, Chris. Well, that
1: was Congressman Bill Johnson, uh, and again, this is what uh, is holding them up is the filibuster, and so you're saying, well, what prevents them from doing away with that Senate rule of needing 60 votes? Uh, well, it is basically down to two people, from what we're told, Senator Joe Machin of West Virginia and Senator Senator Cinema, uh, excuse me, from Arizona. Those two Democrats are holding the line, and they're not willing to cave on the filibuster change. And there' are a lot of pressure, as you can imagine, by all the radical left and the cancer culture, cancel culture, excuse me, is attacking them, these two senators, and urging them to vote with the rest of the Democrats to do away with the filibuster. Well, folks, you need to pray. You need to hold the line. We need to intercede uh, because obviously, If H.R. 5 was to become law across the country, you can only imagine what that would mean for our country, what it would mean for our children, what it would mean for our churches, what it would mean for our society as a whole. Do you realize that even the Olympics, uh, the U.S. would be different than any other nation by sending transgender men with the Olympic team? No other nation in the world would have that, but we would. That's how radical and leftist this is, you know. Uh, again, if you're missing any of these points, that you need basically the bullet points and the details of HR1 and HR5, you need to go to our website. That's the Ohio Christian Alliance website at ohioca.org, and uh, there you'll see also the information on calling your senators and con-t- contacting, excuse me, members of Congress. And uh, we ask you to visit the Ohio Christian Alliance website uh, on a regular basis because, in doing so, you'll be able to keep up to date on what exactly is happening in Washington and also in Columbus. Let me share with you why this is what's happening right now. Well, what are the Democrats looking for? And so, uh, we want to say also prayers go out to the victims of the shooting victims in Colorado, in Boulder, Colorado. It was a uh, The the individual has been identified as a a Muslim, Syrian refugee, and uh, basically the the victims are posted up. You can now see it in websites and on the news. And it's it's tragic. Uh, An officer was killed in the line of duty. And so we need to pray for those families who lost those loved ones. But again, what we've seen is a major push for gun control, as if guns were the problem, when it was actually a sick, demented individual and the and the reasons and the methods of why he did what he did is still unknown. We do know from his Facebook page that he followed ISIS, he was a committed Muslim, and whether there was ex- extremism there is still being researched. But I ask you to do your own research on these things. You just can't trust what you hear in the major media. In fact, as we've told you before, uh, the message of the Ohio Christian Alliance and what we try to uh, get out to our contacts is being censured by... Facebook, Google, YouTube, we're not alone. Obviously, hundreds if not thousands of conservatives are being censured. And so new media platforms, by the way, are starting to emerge. We're using MeWe. Uh, That's a Facebook alternative. We're using Gab. We're using Parler. Uh, We're we're going to use Rumble. That is a video uh, system that's uh, very similar to YouTube. And these are systems so far that do not censure free speech, and it's important for us as the Christian community to be able to give you the kind of information in a timely fashion. Of course, there's our website, OhioCA.org, or just uh, search Ohio Christian Alliance. You notice we don't say a certain website or a certain search engine anymore, because there are other search engines like DuckDuckGo and others uh, that you can, as alternatives, that don't keep your data, don't track you, and those kinds of things uh because these folks are in a collective to censure information right now. We're we're in a da- age of book burning. Think about that where Doctor Zeus's books that's uh that's to be canceled, you know, that something about Doctor Zeus, which is basically a wonderful children's book series, but yet the most perverse thing that we saw in the Grammys, that's to be promoted. Uh you know, all these degenerate things are to be promoted. But Doctor Zeus th- the world's upside down and I know that you know that and in fact, in a series of programs coming, we're going to talk about what ill effects the the pandemic and the shutdowns had across our state uh, with a variety of people, with our school children, uh, with the elderly, and with so many other people. We're going to have a series of programs called the Casualty List of COVID-19, and we're going to have pastors come on and talk about how the church right now is operating at less than 50%. Did you know that most congregations... uh, there's only uh, less than 50% of their normal attendance pre-COVID that's actually coming to Sunday services. We need to pray for the Church, and as Easter is approaching, we need to pray that our hearts are prepared uh, for the Passion Week, and as we we ask that uh, we draw closer to Christ at this time, and we encourage you to do that, and to read the Scriptures, and to focus in on the Lord. But again, uh, what's going on? Well, they're trying different things, almost a shell game right now, using emotion of uh, the news items. So with this shooting, and they're going to try to push some gun control, and they're trying to find what button or what mechanism might cause Joe Machen and Sinema to actually vote with them to, to uh, undo the filibuster. Pray that that does not happen, that they reason that the filibuster is important, and that uh, it's important uh, to hold back against radical legislation, and that's what H.R. 1 and H.R. 5 is. Thanks for listening today. Share news and focus with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Again, if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. God bless. We'll see you next week.
2: Almighty God,
5: Trust Blue
1: Review. The following is a previously aired broadcast.
0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long.
1: And Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to talk about what's happening on Capitol Hill as actually there are two bills that are moving uh, really quickly. They've already passed the House. They're in the Senate. We're talking about H.R. 5, the so-called Equality Act. We're also talking about H.R. 1, the federal elections bill, which is really a disaster. We spent some time on that last week. We're going to talk about it as well. Uh, with us on the phone is Congressman Bill Johnson from Ohio's 6th District. Congressman, welcome to the
6: program. Thanks for having me, Chris. Good to be with you today.
1: Well, thank you for serving us in Washington. And I know as, uh, serving in the minority is no fun, and it is, it is really a line of defense that you're holding against the radical left, of what the Democrats are pushing right now, this Equality Act is really a wish list of the radical left. Uh, it would have a disastrous effect on the uh, uh, on uh, faith organizations, on churches, on women's sports. Uh, really, they're just trying to uh, ram this radical uh, version of just sexualization, of uh, redefining the sex roles in our nation uh, in public policy and in actually... This, this bill is all-encompassing. It will uh, include all kinds of public accommodation and leave faith organizations wide open for lawsuits if in, indeed it passed. Your thoughts on the Equality Act, so-called?
6: Oh, uh, well, I mean, I think you've encapsulated it correctly, uh, Chris. It is an absolute disaster. Uh, it is an attack on uh, women's rights. Uh, it amends numerous federal civil rights laws. Uh, by redefining sex to include pregnancy, sexual orientation, and gender gender identity, and by adding sex as redefined where it was not previously a protected class. Um, it, It is an absolute disaster. It also prohibits the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, or RFRA, from being applied to cases involving an alleged violation of the federal civil rights laws amended by the Equality Act. So, I mean, this thing is, is an absolute disaster, and we can get into some of the details if you'd like.
1: Absolutely. Let's hear a clip right now. This was this afternoon, Ted Cruz on the Senate Judiciary Committee and talking to one of the witnesses. Let's go to that
2: clip. You know, it is striking and it's revealing that when Senator Grassley asked for an additional witness to be added to this panel, Kathy Mitchell, who was the mother of a student athlete harmed by the policies of the Equality Act, the Democratic majority refused. They didn't want the American people to hear from Kathy Mitchell, to hear about the unfairness to little girls having girls' sports destroyed because of the radical policies of today's Democrats. Ms. Shire, in your judgment, what are the risks to young girls and to young women if this bill is passed?
3: Well, it will end women's sports. And all those girls who dreamed of going out of the team will take a look at the risks to their health, to their body, to their safety, and the incredibly long shot of ever succeeding, and they won't bother.
2: So, Ms. Shire, t- tell, tell this committee and tell America how it will end women's sports. You know, as, as I said that, my friend Chairman Durbin glared over and disagreed and, 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 and no doubt viewed that as partisan hyperbole. So let me ask you as an expert, why would this bill end women's sports?
3: Well, take the sport of deadlifting, Olympic deadlifting. So the, aver- so the record for the male uh, in deadlifting is about 1,100 pounds he can lift. The record for the female, best. this is the best female deadlifter in the world, the greatest record, is around 600 pounds, so you see how many athletes you're eliminating. It means that the fastest girl runner never makes it to the Olympics. She never makes it to the team. In the state of Connecticut, 13 out of 14 championships of titles in 2019 were taken by just two high school boys, biological boys.
2: So pause and reflect. I mean, that that stat is, is amazing. You just told this committee in Connecticut 13 out of 14 titles in girls' sports and track were taken by two biological boys, which means biological girls, their sports are eliminated.
3: Yes, and those biological boys who had competed in the past on boys' teams had no standout achievements on, their boys te- on the boys' teams.
2: You know, I have to say as the father of two young girls that girls' sports has had a profound impact in their lives. Our youngest girl, Catherine, Play softball every Sunday. I'm out on the softball field with her at practice. And the discipline, the teamwork, the camaraderie, the competitiveness that girls' sports teaches is effectively destroyed from this bill. Ms. Hassan, let me ask you, what are the consequences for pastors and churches and individuals expressing either free speech or religious liberty if this radical bill becomes law? One of
4: the problems is that under the Equality Act, it sends the message that to affirm biological reality, the difference between males and females, that that's bigotry, that that's discrimination. And there are many religious congregations that hold that as a matter of faith. So here we are, that that's going to be now redefined as something that to hold that belief. Is
2: so, Miss Hassan, you're saying if I say boys are different from girls, that I could be sued in the private workplace just as an individual citizen?
4: I, I think we're opening up that risk.
2: Uh,
1: with us on the phone is Congressman Bill Johnson. Congressman, that's just, that's from the hearing today. That's unbelievable what we're hearing. It, it,
6: it's mind-boggling uh, to me. You know, I, there, there's another example, and, and maybe you saw it on the news, uh, the world record holder uh, in, in one of the sprinting events in, uh, in track. Uh, she's an Olympian. Um, the world record holder uh, for females, if males are allowed to compete against her in her sport, there are 300 high school male athletes who have better times in her world record event than she does. So you can imagine, you know, the, the this uh, during the hearing, Senator Cruz Uh, they talked about deadlifting, think about running, think about pole vaulting, think about uh, football, think about uh, basketball, think about any female sports. It's going to wreck female sports. And I would think every family, every woman, every, every American that has a daughter should be outraged by this. Well, that's right. And,
1: you know, in the state of Connecticut, where two boys, by the way, when they were in their sports before they did this conversion or whatever, they couldn't, they didn't win anything. They converted over uh, to uh, transitioning to girls, went into the sports, um, and they took 13 of the 14 events in the state championship. This actually prevents girls, then, from getting scholarships, and it's actually inhibiting their educational careers, and those scholarships, those sports scholarships are so important. This is turning the world upside down, folks. We're talking about the so-called Equality Act. It's anything but equality. It's anything but fair or just. It literally turns the world upside down to accommodate uh, you know, these individuals of the LGBTQ, and as one homosexual, uh, former homosexual told me, he said, Chris, that the list goes endless. You know, why they stay queer is because it's an open-ended agenda of any kind of identity that they want to then presume upon others. And this would put it in law to where the rest of society has to be or is compelled to, uh, to uh, accept them. In their lifestyle, regardless of your religious belief, regardless of your deeply held religious beliefs, and that was referenced in there as well, Congressman. Your thoughts on that?
6: Well, I, and and Chris, this he's exactly right, and and I can tell you that in our const in our Declaration of Independence, uh, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by our Creator with those inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It talks about. That's referring to equal opportunity. It's not talking about trying to biologically equate two human beings of opposite sex together. That's not what the equality phrase and the equality words in our founding documents are referring to. It also doesn't, uh, it doesn't refer to, uh, to religious equality. In our founding documents, in the First Amendment of the Constitution, our citizens are granted the right to worship their God the way that they want to worship, to exercise the right of their individual religious freedoms. That's what it's all about. And and HR five, uh, the Equality Act, would gut protections for churches and other religious organizations because without the protection of the uh, of, of the religious freedom restoration act houses of worship and religiously affiliated schools and hospitals and nonprofits and other entities will be forced to act contrary to their religious beliefs or to stop offering certain services to the public i mean can you imagine not being able to be married in the Catholic Church, because you will not marry a same-sex couple? Well, that's where the rubber's going to really meet the road, and the
1: Church is going to have to resist. The Pope has come out and said that we are not going to recognize same-sex unions in, in matrimony. This is the Pope that, that spoke from Rome this week. But of course, obviously, many faith organizations, Christian denominations who are of orthodox belief are never going to accept that as normal. And as such, they will be persecuted. This is what's happening in the good old-fashioned USA of America, folks. You are listening to News and Focus. And we are talking with Congressman Bill Johnson of Ohio's 6th District. And you need to wake up, folks. This is no time to go to sleep politically. We ask you to go to our website, OhioCA.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. And on the top, you will see the numbers for both Senator Sherrod Brown and Senator Rob Portman. We urge you to call them and to vote no on H.R. 5 and on H.R. 1. And Bill, let's take some time. Uh, to talk about H.R. 1. I have one other item on H.R. 5, and that is jeopardizing the privacy rights of women and children. We're talking about males being able to enter the restrooms of their perceived sexual identity. We're talking about putting, uh, they can go into restrooms, locker rooms, showers, and of course, athletic programs. We've made this argument. Uh, I can't understand why uh, this is happening at this point, except for that the radical left is taking control in Washington. Uh, Does it look like Joe Biden would actually sign this into law
6: if it was to pass both chambers? Oh, I believe he would. I believe he would. They're not going to miss an opportunity, uh, Chris. They're not going to miss an opportunity uh, to advance their radical left agenda and, and fundamentally change the culture in America. They're not going to miss this opportunity. And God help us. If the few Democrats who understand the importance of the filibuster, the 60-vote cloture rule, if they, don't un- if they don't stand their ground, can you imagine what's going to happen? H.R. 5 gets through. H.R. 1 gets through. And when you combine that with what, uh, what the Biden administration has already done with, uh, with immigration in opening up our borders, to illegal immigrants, to drugs, to human trafficking, to, uh, to criminals and terrorists. I mean, we've already caught four uh, uh, known terrorist watch list uh, uh, people trying to come across our border, and that's just the ones that we have found. Without that filibuster, can you imagine how much of this is going to become law? And it's going to be devastating, Chris. Well,
1: again, this is a time to pray, folks. This is a time to call your senators. Let's talk about H.R. 1. We call it the uh, Federal Elections Disaster Bill. This is a wish list of the, of the uh, Democrats to actually ram through a national elections law that would take away the state's rights uh, to basically uh, put in place the kind of uh, balanced um, safeguards for elections so that we can have fair and honest elections, this would open up the floodgates. Talk to us about this one, Bill.
6: Oh, th- this, this one is equally egregious for very different reasons. Uh, Article 1 and Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution says very, very clearly that the states, under our system of government, the states, particularly, specifically the state legislatures, have the sole authority to make and enforce election laws. H.R. 1, as proposed by the Democrats, to nationalize our federal elections would strip that authority away from the states in direct violation of our Constitution. I mean, Chris, you are required to have an ID to get on an airplane, to rent an apartment or a hotel room, to adopt a pet, even to apply for a fishing license. Can you tell me what's wrong with requiring a person to have an ID that proves that they're an American citizen in order to vote to make the most fundamental and important decision in our country as to who is going to sit in the White House? I mean, this is this is another one that uh, we've, we've got to pray that, uh, that the Senate does not do away with the filibuster because take this to the next level. We already see what Biden has done with opening up our, our, uh, our southern border to illegal immigration. Uh, they're talking about amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants. Can you imagine what would happen if no, no voter ID is required? I mean, people that come and, and seek asylum uh, in our country, I mean, they've, they've, they've already uh, eliminated uh, or, or reinstated, rather, the catch and release program that President Trump stopped. Uh, they, have, uh, uh, they have canceled the asylum collaborative uh, cooperative agreement that they had with Mexico, which said that if, if a person uh, seeks asylum in the United States, they have to stay in Mexico until they're adjudicated. And instead, they've canceled that agreement, and now those people are coming to America. They're being released into our society until their uh, their court date comes up. And we already know that nearly 50 percent, nearly 50 percent of those people never show up for their court dates. So under H.R. 1, if it were to pass and be signed into law, a person could just show up with a, with a written affidavit and say, OK, I'm entitled to vote and they would have to be allowed to vote. We will never see another Republican president if H.R. 1 is enacted into law. This is uh, the
1: disaster of the results of the election this year. And uh, what's the divide in the House right now uh, as far as uh, number of
6: Democrats and Republican seats? How close are the Republicans from taking it back in two years? Oh, it's about six. I mean, we're, we're only... We're only about six or seven seats away, and and, and oh by the way, they're trying this week uh, to strip one of our Iowa members uh, from her duly elected seat. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, they're going all in to try and change our country, uh, and they are uh, they they are taking they are not stopping for one second to consider the long term implications of their actions. Hey, an- a couple of other things that that HR1 does it weaponizes the IRS uh and and it it puts the FEC from a a six-member bipartisan commission to a five-member partisan commission which means whichever party is in charge right gets to determine the makeup of the commission uh and and in terms of the IRS the IRS would be allowed to consider the political bias of an organization in determining tax-exempt status. Do you think churches and other uh, uh, organizations that stand on their religious freedoms today are going to be able to pass that uh, weaponized IRS litmus test? I doubt it. Well, that's right. And it would
1: also... Um put at risk organizations like uh, the Heritage Foundation, the Ohio Christian Alliance. Um, you know, we've already have uh, situations where there's a cancel culture and donors are afraid to give the organizations that may be canceled on social media or in the public arena uh, because of their political views or even their faith views. And now this would even be more so where it would disclose the donors where there would be no protection. I'm reading here also about Ballot harvesting. This was practiced in California, but this would be nationwide if this bill was to pass. What's that? Well, to count every mail-in vote that arrives up to 10 days after election day, it would require that. It also says states must allow for ballot harvesting. Uh, talk to us about that bill.
6: Yes, uh, mass mail-in balloting. Uh, you, you know, and and you don't know where the ballots have come from. You don't know whether it's a valid person that has sent in the ballot. It's not like they submitted an application uh, to receive a, uh, an absentee ballot. Like like in Ohio, we do absentee balloting very, very well, uh, and, and, and we've proven that it can work. But you have to request an absentee ballot, uh, and that has to be authenticated with your signature. Not so. In, uh, in this scheme that, uh, that H.R. 1 puts forward, where you have to allow mass mail-in balloting all across the nation, basically stripping the states of their voter ID rights, of their, uh, uh, their abilities to make and enforce the election law in their states.
1: It would strip uh, local election officials, would be stripped of their ability to maintain accuracy of voter rolls, Barred from verifying voter eligibility and voter ID, and would ban uh, would be banned from coast to coast. Congressional districts would be redrawn by unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats. Illegal immigrants and law-abiding American citizens would receive equal representation in Congress. Felons would be able to vote the moment they set foot out of prison. This is a disaster. This HR one.
6: Yeah, I mean, we we we've already seen that they're giving. They're giving felons, they're giving incarcerated people in prison stimulus checks. Look at what they're going to do and what they're going to accomplish when they give them voting rights.
2: Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity
5: Trust
1: Blue we're talking about H.R. 1, and we're asking you to call your senator, call Senator Sherrod Brown and Senator Rob Portman to vote no on both H.R. 1 and H.R. 5. And we're asking you to pray because the Democrats are so uh, desperate at this point. There is rumor this week by the minority leader in the Senate uh, has uh, stated that uh, he, he actually created shockwaves yesterday uh bill by saying that if the Democrats uh get rid of the filibuster uh so this is a real possibility isn't it? They're being tempted to do so
6: yes, it is a real possibility uh and and uh i i uh, i fear I fear for the future of our country if they do it with this uh with this liberal uh uh administration and leadership team that's in place in the Senate and the House. And, 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 and let's not forget, we're over 50 days into Joe Biden's administration. We have yet to hear a news conference from the president since his there, inauguration.
1: Yeah, you know, there is some questions. We're getting him in our office of his uh, uh, cognitive skills about his ability to actually hold office, that he may have dementia, he may have some medical issues. And there, you know, more and more questions are coming uh, from really uh, some reliable sources, wondering what exactly, what is the status of our president? What's your thoughts on that, Bill?
6: I, I'm I'm equally concerned. If if he's if he's okay, then why isn't he stepping out and being held accountable to the American people? Well, it's a time to pray, Congressman. Thank you for your service and uh, serving in the state of Ohio from uh, the sixth
1: district, and uh, we thank you so much. Thank you very much, Chris. Have a great day, my friend. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. And that's Congressman Bill Johnson of Ohio 6th District. And uh, we want you to stay tuned because we're going to hearing from the Heritage Foundation on H.R. 1. We're going to break it down with Hans, and you want to stay tuned to that. But also, go to our website, OhioCA.org, and call your senators and urge them to vote no on H.R. 1 and on H.R. 5. Thank you for listening.